coming up on 5-Minute News. Court sides with Trump in sanctuary cities fight. Greek islanders attack riot police in migrant camp protests. And more new coronavirus cases outside China than inside, says WHO. It's Thursday, February 27. I'm Anthony Davis. The Trump administration can withhold millions of dollars in law enforcement grants to force states to cooperate with U.S. immigration enforcement, a federal appeals court in New York ruled yesterday in a decision that conflicted with three other federal appeals courts. The ruling by the Second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Manhattan overturned a lower court's decision ordering the administration to release funding to New York City and seven states – New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, Washington, Massachusetts, Virginia and Rhode Island. The states and cities sued the U.S. government after the Justice Department announced in 2017 that it would withhold grant money from cities and states until they gave federal immigration authorities access to jails and provide advance notice when someone in the country illegally is about to be released. Cody Wofsey, a staff attorney with the American Civil Liberties Union, called the decision a real outlier, saying he believed the Second Circuit was the nation's first court to side with the Trump administration on the issue. Over and over, courts have said the Department of Justice doesn't have the authority under governing statutes to impose these conditions, he said. These conditions are part of the administration's attempts to bully, cajole and coerce state and local governments into participating in federal immigration enforcement activities. Under the Constitution's federalism principles and the Tenth Amendment, Wofsey said states and municipalities are entitled to decline to become part of the administration's deportation force. In a statement, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio said Trump's latest retaliation against his hometown takes away security funding from the number one terrorist target in America, all because we refuse to play by his arbitrary rules. He added, we'll see President Trump back in court and we will win. Greece's government hoped to defuse tensions after protests over plans for new migrant camps on two of its islands yesterday turned into violent clashes between police and local residents, some armed with Molotov cocktails and shotguns. Hundreds of residents attacked police officers guarding the sites of the future detention camps on the islands of Lesbos and Chios. Dozens of police officers were injured during the unrest, and the Greek government spokesman said many of the riot police deployed to the islands this week would be pulled out. Government migration officials have vowed to press ahead with plans to replace overcrowded and squalid migrant camps with more restrictive detention centres. But local officials and residents oppose the plans, with many demanding that no migrants should remain on the islands. Local authorities declared a 24-hour strike that devolved into the violence yesterday. Greek officials said 43 officers were injured on Lesbos, which sees the most arrivals as migrants cross the sea from nearby Turkey. Greece's Aegean Sea islands are a main entry point for migrants seeking better lives in the European Union. 
Managing the flow of people and growing discontent among island residents has become the main challenge for the centre-right government of the Greek Prime Minister. Under a 2016 deal between the European Union and Turkey, migrants reaching the islands must stay there until their asylum requests are processed, and if these are rejected, they must be taken back by Turkey. But delays in the asylum process, coupled with increased migrant flows, placed massive strains on the system and led to a sharp deterioration of living conditions in existing camps, whose populations burgeoned despite Greek authorities moving people judged as vulnerable to the mainland. Nearly 60,000 migrants and refugees arrived on Greek islands last year, almost double the number recorded in 2018, according to the UN Refugee Agency. The number of new coronavirus cases being officially reported outside China has overtaken those reported by Beijing for the first time since the outbreak began. While 96.5% of the total number of 80,980 cases reported so far are in China, the latest figures on new infections suggest Beijing's strict response to the crisis is paying off. The virus has proliferated in parts of Asia, Europe and the Middle East in recent days, with the death toll rising in Iran, infections in South Korea passing 1,200 and the first Latin American case confirmed in Brazil. The first two cases of the virus were reported yesterday by the government of Pakistan, with one of the infected patients having travelled to Iran with his family. Ten cases of the virus have been detected across Spain in the past 36 hours and hundreds of guests and workers remain in quarantine in a hotel in Tenerife after four Italian guests tested positive for coronavirus. Meanwhile, in the US, Donald Trump has appointed his vice president, Mike Pence, to coordinate the government response to the coronavirus outbreak. Both men told a White House news conference that the risk to the American people remained very low. 60 cases have so far been reported in the United States. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Visit us online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. We often hear about the individuals who took the oath of office to become the chief executive. But what about the other people who play a role in each administration or the events that may not be as well known, but that contribute to the reshaping of the office of the American presidency? On the presidencies of the United States, we explore each administration beyond just the person holding the highest elected office in order to better understand the history that brought us to the modern day presidency. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the annals of presidential history. Presidencies can be found anywhere fine podcasts can be found and is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.